We're now archiving our voice as a digital footprint upon the world. Yeah. You know what was a good vibe? What was a good vibe? Like, okay, Gashapon is always a good vibe. Like, Crank Machine Toys. Yeah. You know what was a good yeah, vibe, yeah. though? The, like, dog shit 90s American version of that. With, like... Oh, like the homies? Homies and, like, sticky hands and, like, tiny little... Oh. Tiny little keychain, like, handcuffs and, like, cap guns. I mean, I guess so, but, like... I don't know, man. Sticky hands fuck you up, hey? You you got really repulsed when I said that. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, like, I was in with the homies, but I was out with the stickies, you know? Yeah, fuck me then. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you want to... Should we do an episode? Sure. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is Good Morning Toy World, your source for semi-premium adult-related toy talk. I'm your host of the most, your ghost of the most, your one, your only pepperoni, and joining me as always via satellite, via sticky hand. Tony, did you want to say hello to the people, Tony? Hi. Don't don't start with via sticky hand. That can mean <laughs> all sorts of things over via here. Via sticky That's... hand a la Neon Genesis. <laughs> oh shit what even fucking happened in those hide the anime statues oh god he's playing with his sticky hand um uh gross there there is a gentleman who um comes into the toy shop to purchase anime statues and the vibes are not immaculate um and there is two that do you want me to sorry do you want me to save the remaining stock from this scary scary man Uh, you can decide after the story so they come in and they really want to know what the figure looks like and i'm like homie my guy my geesh look at the box yeah exactly what is on the outside of this box is what is in that box or i'll just open it up no i'm not gonna open this sealed product to show you what the statue looks like for you to shrug and then not buy it It looks like what it looks like on the box. We pulled up a video of someone doing a turnaround of it on YouTube. It's like, this is what it looks like. Grumble, grumble, grumble. They buy two out of the three that we had. Okay. A couple days later, they're back in the shop. And I'm like, hey, you're back to grab the third one? Because we had one more from the same series and same company and stuff. And he's just like, no, the first two were trash. And he was just like so, so upset about it. What? Like he didn't, he. Oh my God. He didn't like them. And I was like, I was like, yeah, well they're, they're like blind box prize figures that are, you know, like, and the, and the price point is like, it is what it is. Like, it's not like a premium statue. It's not like a 200, $300 statue. It's like a $30 plastic, like blind boxy type thing. Um, oh yeah, that's that's nothing. That's but yeah, yeah you roll the dice on. Yeah, that. it was just that's... like a really funny exchange where, like, I always say the phrase in with like customer service in regards to the toy shop is like, no one's ever pissed off to buy a cool thing they're excited about. Um, whereas like when yeah. I worked in restaurants, it's like people order angry all the time, and most restaurant customers oh. um, should hang from their necks until dead. Um, that's just what it is. Most restaurant customers are, are the worst. Um, in the toy yeah, shop, yeah. most people... Me being one. Yeah, right. totally. Uh, <laughs> in the toy shop, everybody's genuinely like excited about the cool thing they want, and they're happy to hand it to you, happy to buy it, and out the door yeah. they go, and they're stoked. Asterix, except this one guy who didn't 
get the anime statue he needed apparently um yeah and wouldn't it be funny if it's in that last one that's the shop <laughs> uh i crack it open and some <laughs> no no i'm not gonna make the joke i was gonna craft them <laughs> it's gonna get really fucking weird and gross and uh, yeah, dare, dare I say Elfmanetic, <laughs> and I don't want to get Elfmanetic oh, tonight. No. <laughs> so okay, now I'm really curious. What series was this? Were these toys? If there was a this? gun to my temple, I could not tell you. Um, oh man! If there was a loaded gun in though. my mouth, I also wouldn't be able to tell you. But maybe because of the gun that's occupying my mouth. Oh yeah, it's real hard to like muffle the. the word it's like the scene from Fight Club or whatever. Who knows something? Where he's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, you gotta... Got the gun in his... Yeah, cheek out or something. Tyler Durden's his side of his mouth or... Yeah. Kill, kill your... He held on a Bonham Carter's himself or whatever. Uh, just, I think that's what that dude did those statues. Oh, dude. I bought a VHS tape based... Oh, I'm not... Ooh, entirely, I haven't done that in a while. I don't want to hear about yours. Entirely based on the cast that it's in, that's in it. It's it's Martin Short, it's Rutger Hauer, okay. it's Helena Bonham Carter, it's all these big names, and it's called Merlin, and I'm like, this is gonna be great. Is that the one that has Sam Neill? Sam Neill is also in it. I'm yeah, like, this... dude, it's it's enjoy it. That's all I can. I was say. like, this is gonna be great, and I put it in, and I was like, this this frame rate. <laughs> It's kind of fucked. Like this looks like it's yeah. this looks like it's made for TV. And then like it says teleplay by and whoever wrote it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh shit. And then I look at the runtime on the package and it's like two hours and twenty minutes. I'm like, no, they cut a three hour special into a two and a half hour movie. Oh no. And then like yeah, it's a weird montage, but Sam Neal's in like old makeup being like when i was a baby merlin and telling the story like i got maybe 10 <laughs> minutes in and i noped out and i never quit i will i will watch anything but garden state but i had to nope out of fucking <laughs> merlin it was just so ass it was so bad yeah it's not it's not good it's not good that's why i was like oh you're gonna have fun with that uh yeah it's Ooh, not good. yeah i know it's definitely some people's favorite movies like statistically, but like, it's not good. I'm sure not if good. you were of an age and you saw it as it was airing, <coughs> um, if you saw it as it was airing, and like, you know, like you were part of that magical weekend of the like three days it aired yeah. or two days it airs. I don't know how many parts the TV version was cut into. Like, I'm sure if you were the right age and like. You know, Star Wars Episode One vibes. If you're there and you're in it, you're just having a good time. I'm sure it's nostalgic as fucking awesome. And, like, I love the shit out of the made-for-TV uh, The Stand. Stephen King's The Stand. Oh, But yeah. I can acknowledge that it's kind of ass. Like, I'm... Like, it's pretty bad. But, like, because I was there while it was happening and I was excited and my... Like, my dad was taping it on VHS. Like, we taped it when it aired and, like... We had a good fucking time with that thing. I love that. I had nightmares yeah. involving cornfields. It was fantastic. It was a good time to be oh, however many years beautiful. old. But uh, Merlin ain't the vibe. That ain't it. No. Uh, oh, man. Know what I like? Kind of low-key, high-key, kind of want to watch now? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That same-ass, made-for-TV-ass movie 
presentation, whatever, of Dune. Oh. With, like, James McAvoy and shit. But it gets into, like, the weird shit from Dune. Right. Like, Children of Dune and stuff. Like, with, like, Leto and everything. Like, getting a power armor made out of Sandworm babies Are you ready to have your mind blown? Yeah. I have not consumed any iteration of Dune. Really? I was not a Dune-man. A Dune-boy. Not a not a dune slicer. Like my brother recommended the novel to me, and like yeah. just straight up Dune, um, which is the first in yeah. the series, correct? Mm, um, that's the one. And I think I got like eight pages in, and I'm like, I'm twelve, man. This is too dense. Like I can't. <laughs> this is too dry. <laughs> correct for me. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> I hate the things you like moment with me and my brother. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. I think it's... It, it's very much that type of... It's very heavy. There, and it's a, it's like a lo-fi sci-fi. Yeah, let's turn... If that makes let's sense. Let's turn this into a bit of a therapy session. There was always... Um, yeah, okay. Between me and my brother, there was always this little gap in maturity that I think stopped us from okay. sharing a lot of like really magical things together. And we could have been best friends, but instead we were nemesi. Um, and, like, there were times okay, we got okay. along and times we didn't. But, like, if, if like, he was a little bit <laughs> a little bit dumber or I was a little bit smarter and we could have sort of bridged that gap, I'm sure there would have been, like, way more fun to be had with, like, you know, role-playing <laughs> games and Warhammer and movies and books and comics. But because of the age gap, there was always, like, us butting heads about X, Y, or Z, um... And that's the thing I think about every now and then, but when I'm describing the Dune scenario to you, like, that's a perfect vignette of it, where he's like, I really like this cool, awesome sci-fi book, and he tries to, like, show me something cool, and I'm just like, idiot kid brain, like, this is too, this book's thick, like, I just couldn't. This doesn't have lightsabers. Right. Um, <laughs> anyways, that's, that's a little, that's a little, a little window into my growing up with my older brother, who liked arguably real cool shit, but I couldn't see it at the time. Oh, that's you know that that happens though. That yeah. happens. It's it's fine. It's as part of. So how deep of a Dune man do you go? Like, are you game. are you many a book deep in the Dune, or did you just read Dune and then think the Dune movie and TV series were dope? Uh, I read the first Dune when I was in high school, mm. and I really liked it. But yeah, holy shit, there were parts that were a slob. Um, I watched the David Lynch one mm-hmm. because it's just silly funny. Um, it's also, you know, it is also pretty damn good for, like, when it came out. It, it feel, it's like a classic, you know? Um, I want to rewatch that again. I haven't seen the new Dune yet. Right. Um, and, but I've also definitely gone down, like, the rabbit hole of, like, watching YouTube where people have already read all the Dune books and they talk to you about it. Okay. Like, like the, the YouTube cliff notes for certain things, so, like... Like, I know a bit about the God Emperor stuff that happens. I'm like, that's fucking weird. Um, and then I think uh, Chapter House is the last one before he died and his, his yeah, son, yeah, his son continued writing like, them. I'm a dude. I think, I think Dune yeah. is the kind of series that, like, I could probably consume via audiobook while I do other shit. Like, I feel like I'm yeah. only a hop, skip, and a jump and a, away from being like, what What do I use my, like, eight Audible credits that I need to use up on and then just yeah, get every Yeah, I Dune think... Book? You know what? Fuck, do I have it on Audible? I feel like I might. Um, I haven't 
I haven't cracked into Audible in a hot minute. Oh, I love me some Audible. Here we go. We're doing doing live Audible. Uh oh! Apparently, I can get five dollars, six bucks a month for first first four months. Okay. Um, right. No, I'm good because I've already fucking done it. I don't, I don't need it. Uh, I have one badge on Audible, and I have twenty three titles. That's kind of cool. Um, nice. So you've been on Audible for two years now. Uh no no, no I I I got rid of it. Like, I stopped paying oh, okay. for it a bit ago. Um, but I have the, uh, I have Annihilation, Authority, and Acceptance by Jeff Vandermeer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really liking those. Uh, also, the movie Annihilation is similar but different. Um, it's a lot, there's a lot more weirdness that goes on in the book, and there's a lot more subtle stuff. At first with the book. But then there's also shit that's not subtle at all. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, I have Starship Troopers. <laughs> that's Tony's, like, that's Tony's 20 word review of Annihilation, apparently. Yeah. It's good, but it's weird, but it's good. Uh, also, watch the movie. If you like the movie, then definitely read the book. But if, like, you didn't like the movie, also maybe skip the book then. Um, it's also not, they're not very long. They're, like, 10, 10 hours, give or take. Mm. Uh, Neuromancer by William Gibson, uh, which is a book that I have in physical, ebook, and audio. <laughs> um, Metamorphosis by Kafka's in there. Cimmerillion I have, because I fucking love the Cimmerillion. Uh, I Jesus don't have fucking Dune. Christ, Tony. Do Dune. you have Dune or not? I said I don't have okay, Dune. Okay, now close your fucking <laughs> Audible app. Have... This is not content. No. This is not content. This, this is... Uh, Hey, I've seen how many questions we have to answer. This is this is content. You you bought toys this week? There's real things we can be talking about here. Yeah, and they're not audiobooks. Um, yeah, I, I've got some oh, toys. Oh yeah, I picked up some w- toys. Would you would you get? Did you get any toys though before I, I take uh, over? Let and... me see here. Let me look around. Uh, no, I didn't get fuck all, man. I've been I just been I've been working, Damn. and I've been working. That's all I've been doing. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I uh, I've got a couple Gundam kits. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little bit. They're not. I don't know. I want to say that they're older, but they're not. But they are. Uh, to the point where like not all of them are being reprinted anymore. It's kind of like the, your um, review of Annihilation. Those there's some similarities there. That's true. I like being very non-committal. I know. You might have noticed. Yeah, that. I know. <laughs> I have no strong opinions one way or the other. Um. Yeah, Gundam Build Fighters Re-Rise. Nice. I ended up jumping on the Earth 3 Gundam. Because uh, I most I wanted a little, little core guy to kitbash and turn a different thing into another little core guy. Uh, and then I grabbed the Jupiter Gundam from Build Fighters Re-Rise. Oh, I told the story last week about the dude that just never got back to right, me. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. That, okay. Still hasn't even fucking seen my messages. And you've been messaging him every three days? No, that's that's psychotic. I was I hit one more time, and then that was okay. it. Because I'm like, no, I don't want to, like... I also don't want to get, like, the negative rating as well. Like, if I'm just pestering this guy, and oh, he finally does see it, and he's like, ooh. Yeah, so I'm just like, I'm leaving it at that. I'm counting my losses. It's all good. Um, fingers crossed when I go to Taiwan next year I'll be able to find all the Gundams that I want and could hope for mm-hmm. and then I'll 
figure out if it makes more sense to buy a second suitcase or just mail myself my own stuff. Um, but yeah, so I jumped on the two of those, and apparently the, the Jupiter was one of, like, the best ones as well from the series, and it's pretty cool. It's very yeah. cool. I like it a lot. It reminds me a lot of the Double uh, X Gundam, which uh, I, I just I've always really like the design mm -hmm. of. Uh, not so much in the back stuff, but like like the front is very Double X, which is kind of cool. Um, I tried watching the show. I don't know if I said that I started watching it. No, I don't know if you mentioned the last it. episode or not. Yeah, I've been I've been getting into Crunchyroll again. I'm watching a lot of shit. I'm at, I'm Crunchyroll sponsor me, please. Uh, sponsor us. We'll, That's funny. I've also you have enough money. I've also reactivated mergers. my my Crunchyroll. Really, really. Yeah, no. I've been watching uh, oh, man, Ergo there's... Proxy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's a nice, nice old. It's the pigs coming to arrest me for watching Evanescence the anime. Um, yeah, it's that's exactly it's good and weird, and I'm enjoying it. Um, I like that every episode. I'm like, huh? It's yeah, it's been a good time. Nice, yeah. nice. Oh man, yeah. So I'm so trying to watch this Gundam show, and apparently, it like the first part is pretty slow and not super great, but apparently, it gets good by the the end of it is what I've heard. I don't know if I'm going to stick around that long, but I'm definitely going to keep buying the model kits. What I am watching that I am super into, and the moment that a Motoroid or some sort of toy comes out for it is uh, Bang Brave Bang Bravern. Okay. Holy shit. That sounds so interesting. It is ridiculous. Okay, okay. Um, so, d are you familiar with the Brave series at all? Like, Gao Gaigar and... No. Okay. Uh, so, imagine, like, the 90s anime super robots. Okay. Like, where they're kind of like Transformers, but they're not, like, branded Transformers. That They're, like, usually, like, an alien robot cop type thing. Or they'll be like, oh, we're a government program and we have a mecha to fight aliens and shit like that and it's very like hot-blooded shonen type shit there's usually like a main kid character mm -hmm. that like becomes friends with either like the robot itself or like dude who pilots the robots and shit like that anyway right. all, all the all the 90s mecha anime tropes yeah it's it's that it's that uh so this show is um it's not an official brave series like the last brave series was gao gaigar uh but this is like a spiritual successor and done by someone who like clearly fucking loves the brave series and like the tropes of like super robot anime uh but it takes place in like in the slightly future times where we have mech suits and, as well as tanks and stuff and they're like let's see if these are viable options instead of tanks and things so it's very like there's military shit, and it takes place where it's during a military training exercise, and then aliens invade, mm -hmm. and the normal human shit can't get through them, and then uh, when this one dude's about to get smoked, this giant robot called Bravern comes and saves him, and he's like, you need to get inside me right now. Um, okay, okay, I'm on So board. he does that. Oh, it's it's... 
and I mean this in like the best way possible. It is so fucking gay. I dude. love it. I love it. I'm on board. It's oh, this dude is in love with his pilot. This robot loves his pilot. The robot loves himself. Hell yeah. He is a, a self self care king right there. Well, I um, think that's it's funny because that's I feel like a thing that comes up with you and I. It's like the gayer the better, and I love that it's a gay yeah, hell yeah. robot anime, and like like our love of um like Horace Heresy shit because those books are so gay. Yeah. And my coworker the other day They're asked so me gay. like like why like why are you into the he-man origins like stuff like isn't it like a like aren't you a bit young for it and i'm like yeah like i I don't have any context for it from when i was a kid i just love how gay it is like i just love that it's like buff dudes (laughs) and i love the irony that everyone who loves he-man like willfully pretends it's not gay they're like no no it's super manly and i'm like yeah it's like if fucking Tom from Finland Absolutely. made action yeah. figures. Like they're all just fucking leather. Yeah, dads. I love That's... I love the the post irony of my leather dad origins shelf. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. It's so fucking. Good. Anyways, um, yeah. So this show is pretty great. Um. Yeah, it, they only have it in in subtitles for now, so hopefully that's okay for everyone. It better be. I mean, it's probably very okay for most i feel like the dub sub wars are still a stupid thing um yeah i'm really enjoying it uh each episode something silly happens and like something very over the top happens but it's like not too much to the point where it's like goofy and takes you out of it like there's still like serious shit that's going on as well um but yeah i'm enjoying the fuck out of that so good i'm really hoping Figma, Max Factory, someone, make a moderate. Oh, you got the hiccups. I got hiccups. I got so excited about Bravern that my 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 casual lobster carbonara I made for dinner is, is giving me the hiccups. Oh. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry, um, I just like casual lobster carbonara like i could just like taste how like weird and garlicky that burp is like in my mind's eye oh so. yeah it's, it's it's probably a good thing you're not room visiting you, yeah. this week hell yeah yeah just wake up to you breathing oh. garlic on top of me like tony shouldn't you be in bed it was meant to be casual lobster carbonara it's slowly taking over you it's that is my specific cordyceps <laughs> <laughs> just a giant ball of gonna go to like the highest tree in a lobster a company. giant ball of garlic hits the the house and it's like get inside me Tony <laughs> <laughs> we got a world to save you're like oh Wario yeah, you're just like it's Wario a good show. I am like what no no I'm not like a Wario you, do you want to be well, like that's Mario? that's just kind of been on your mind for some reason right yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I just beat I just beat Wario Land the other day. Fuck yeah, it was great. So you did six golden coins, mm-hmm. and you beat Wario, mm-hmm. and then you you played Wario Land and you beat that. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna go and do? Is it is the third? Okay, they made three Wario Lands, right? Yeah. So there's uh, Mar or Super Mario Land two, the six golden coins. Then yeah, there's the, the goat. Yeah. Then there's Wario Land. Super Mario Land mm-hmm. 3 is the name of it. 
Then right, there, right. the next one that comes out is Wario Land Virtual for Virtual Boy. Oh. Then Wario Land Two and Wario Land Three, which were both Game Boy Color titles. Oh shit! Okay, okay, and okay, nice. Oh, well, okay, we all know that you are playing these on official hardware, licensed hardware. Yeah. Um. So you you played you played the one with your your fully functioning Virtual Boy, right? Uh. I I might. Or is that one you haven't? I haven't yet. You haven't done that. One? No. Oh okay okay. I feel like with today's um, eyes, uh, there's a way to play it in a way that doesn't give you seizures. Yeah, I think what so. I'll have to do is take my legitimate cartridge of the Virtual Boy Wario game. I'll have to yeah. make a uh, ROM dump of it just for my own archival purposes. And to test yeah. that archived ROM dump, I would just use some sort of emulator to replicate right. uh, the the Virtual Boy. And I think there's a couple okay. that do it in a way that isn't so strenuous on the eyes. So maybe my official Virtual Boy console I will leave in the cupboard and I'll just play it on my laptop via emulator with a game that I legitimately own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh shit! You heard it here, yeah. Nintendo pigs. It's, we're doing it all official, okay? It's Fuck so off. funny to me. I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but if you, uh, if you dig into the files on the uh, the fucking oh, NES yeah. Classic, which was the the officially yeah. released product that had a bunch of ROMs on it, you can find the guys like GeoCities website and like email address and shit in the file for Super Mario Bros. Because Nintendo doesn't archive their own shit, and they had to go to like muparadise.net to like yeah. download their <laughs> own game. They went there, got everything they needed, and then filed a cease and desist against that website. Yeah, it's so funny. Video game archival is so interesting. Like, archival for, like, all of this shit is so interesting to me, where it's like, mm. we have such comprehensive databases of all these old games because people, like, refuse to let them die. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is cool. And it's kind of neat that, like, it also does feel kind of like, um... Uh, shit. The, oh my god, the reason why we can draw Steamboat Willie, Mickey, and use him public in horror domain? movies now. Yeah, it's almost kind of like a public domain type thing, too, where, like, if a video game gets so old that it's like, okay, well, for preservation's sake, it's now uploaded and on archive. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of cool. It is It is funny, too, because way. people love these old games, and Nintendo struggles to, like, monetize that fact. Like, I know they have yeah. their online service, and they, like... For the Wii, they did it a really interesting way, where it's like, pay us fucking 15 bucks, and you can buy whatever old game you want, and it's saved to your Wii. And then in yeah. the Switch era, it's like, pay us for the online service, and you have access to a curated list of roms we let you play while our live service is on but like how yeah. how in the fuck have they not just like straight up on a physical cartridge re-released a game boy game a game boy advance game whatever game it is and just reproduce yeah. their house titles with like a fancy package because people would gladly pay you 30 40 bucks for a game they bought 10 times already like oh totally just to have right yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I remember when, um, because there was a thing where, like, the, the 3DS shop, they, they had a bunch of, like, the Pokemon titles on there, mm -hmm. 
And, I mean, I have them already, like, in physical. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was a thing where they're just like, oh, if you don't get it now, like, it's gonna be, like, shut down completely forever and you won't get them again. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'll pay the, like, two bucks or three bucks or whatever it was for the rest of these games. Yeah, totally. Um, but it was this weird, like, mad dash of, like, oh, shit, I need this. <coughs> so I'm wondering, like... <coughs> fuck, sorry. It's all good. It's like... It's like right in there, too. Um... Yeah, it's funny how that makes our monkey brains just switch and wanna <laughs> like if they s- like should I have this but I don't have that in this version if they if they so. straight up just made Pokemon Red and Blue for yeah. the Switch did nothing it's a yeah. straight up port of the of the 3DS version of it onto the Switch straight up port I would love that people would buy that I would buy that and I oh, I fucking hate the 100%. Switch. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, I like mine. Mine is still fun. I I don't use it as much as, like, the PlayStation, mm. but, like, it's still handy to have, and it's kind of nice, like, like, I have it set up, like, I wall-mounted a TV in my bedroom, Yeah. and I have the Switch permanently kind of, like, hooked up to that mm-hmm. bedroom TV, so I can, like, just casually on the weekend morning, be like, I'm gonna play a little bit of Pokemon. Nice. Play a little bit of Metroid while I'm resting my eyes. So some like that's kind of cool. Some companies have like realized the value of nostalgia and have like revisited things in really interesting ways. Like um, I I only think of it now because it just shipped. But my copy, my reprint of Rogue Trader from Games Workshop, like yes, that's right. Just reprinting old materials and like. Uh, I think Dungeons and Dragons like fiftieth anniversary is this year, and I was like, oh, they're so. they they're probably doing some reprints. They're not, which is strange. Like they should just reprint mm-hmm. like they should reprint the core books for like each iteration of it, and like make a special box yeah. set because people would fucking buy the shit out of that. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely like a nostalgia. And also this weird, like, hauntological, like, non-existent nostalgia. Because, like, I'm nostalgic for Rogue Trader. Rogue Trader's way before my era. I don't know fuck all about Rogue Trader. It's just a thing (laughs) that is spoken of in myth that I want to read about. So, like, yeah, just, like, going back to the well and, like, bringing back these sort of long, long dead, old products that people, like, genuinely love. Because, like, I still think that if Nintendo released the Game Boy Color again in 2024, they would sell the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Like... Yeah, it it definitely, definitely would. Or, like, yeah. Like, a commemorative edition. And, like, yeah, it's kind of money left on the table because, like, companies like Limited Run are, like, um, for lack of a more eloquent phrase, um, like, raping their consumer and small game stores with like the fucking cost of their product and like the false scarcity of it like sorry I, i'm not a big fan of limited run i think they're a shit company um i thought you had a bunch of limited run stuff i probably do yeah oh, okay <laughs> uh but they like yeah this like false scarcity thing and like just just how much they squeeze people it's like you would think the companies that actually made these things to begin with would look at that and be like, oh yeah, we should just re-release fucking Trip World ourselves instead of yeah, like know, letting right? Limited Run do it. It's like... 
Yeah, do they just buy, like, the rights to them real cheap, and then they... I don't... Like, how, how does Limited Run work? I like, don't does... know the uh, minutia of it. The thing that I don't like about them is, like, they just lie about what their product is sometimes, and will change okay. it last minute, and, like... They claim to be, like, a games preservation company, but that's not what they're actually right. doing. They're just profiteering. And so, like, th they've also said that, like, we're about preserving physical media and then, without telling the customer, have shipped download codes and you don't actually get a physical thing. Like, they've done some, like, real oh. shady, like, dumb shit. Yeah, like, hey, here's a, a case with a slip of paper in it. Right, they've done that to people. Um <clears throat> Yeah, and they're just, yeah, they're just not, they're not what they appear to be. But, like, that's the case with any sort right. of company, right? That they're selling you something there. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, it's... Um, but I think, yeah, it's it's one of those things where maybe it's just, it seems, maybe it's just small potatoes to Nintendo, where it's like, Nintendo, like, they're selling Switches, they're selling games for the Switch, they're selling new product that pushes their console, whatever the latest Mario is, mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z, and to go back and, like, bother, like, burning a bunch of copies of fucking Pokemon Red, maybe to them they're like, eh, that's kind of a waste of our time. Yeah, totally. Sorry, I was looking at my... Speaking of Game Boys, I just have, like, random fucking Game Boy... Boards. <laughs> just, just in your desk drawer? <laughs> yeah, back when I was, like, doing customs and mods and things like that. Nice. Because we're talking about Trip World. I found the one that you got me in a very legal manner. What, uh, what color cartridge is your Trip World in? Uh, black. But it's an official black. Um, Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, I was doing... Uh, that's right, we were doing some reskins, essentially. Yeah, because uh, the, the... we would buy cheap cartridges. Yeah, yeah. And gut like base. So one, this one just says Vegas Cool Hand on the back of the board. Nice. So like you basically buy the official Game Boy cart for a dollar, uh, and then you scoop out the insides and put in a, a cool game in there. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you can put a programmable cartridge in there too. I've heard. I don't know for sure. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, our Game Boy era was a fun era of us messing around. That and, like, was a fun era. Getting the weird Pokemon <clears throat> bootlegs and stuff, like Pokemon Cock version, which, like... Oh, that was really fun. I, that was... I did... We did that on the podcast. That was, like, early podcast, right? It was early podcast. I think we tried to stream it, and I was like, I don't know if we should stream this, because it's, like, it's so bad. It was very rude. It was very... It was very <laughs> rapey, which I didn't like. Yeah, like it, it opens yeah, it was, with Professor it? Oak being like, "I'm gonna do sexual violence on you," and it's just like, "This is not what I signed up for." Pokemon cock version, and then it's like, "Maybe this is I, what I signed right? up for." Yeah, you're reading it. It's like you signed up for this. I'm like, oh god. Uh, uh, I should stop I, I digging think, around in here. I think but Pokemon yeah, maybe, cock uh, is uh, is out of rotation. I don't think you can find it anymore. Yeah, no. So a whole bunch of those. Um, so, when we got them, they were just on eBay, right? Yes, they were still available via eBay. Yeah. The bootleg bunch of Pokemon. people selling them yeah. for, like, five bucks on yeah. eBay with dubious delivery times. I think some we didn't even get. I think some were just straight-up scams. Yeah. Um, but a good chunk... I think the brown... We definitely got Pokemon Brown. Yeah. 
which was you, you get an Eevee as your starter. That was kind of cute. Pokemon Pink. Yeah. Uh, where the cartridge itself was also pink. Yeah. Um, or at least I think it was supposed to be pink. They would also just randomly send you, like, random colored cartridges, too. Yeah, so I think get, we, like, yeah, I think we also got Pokemon Green. Yeah, Pokemon Green. That one was cool, though. That one actually, mm-hmm. they took, um, from what I can tell, it was an actual, like, one-to-one translation of the original Green game. Right. And poured it into, like, English. So that was, that was cool. That is the reason why we should have things like that. I should look for those. I should look for those. Because I, I wouldn't mind playing around with those again. Hell yeah. Because I think we, um, didn't we try playing them on the, uh, like the Super, Super Game Boy? Yes. Yeah. And it, and it, like, only some of them worked on the TV. Yeah. Yeah, there were some issues. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, oh, it'd be fun, kind of fun to do shit like that again, especially, um, cause I remember we, we ordered a bunch of, uh, Tamagotchi Game Boy Yeah, the white, the white cartridges, okay. yeah. The white cartridges and the pink cartridges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I still have a pink one that I'm keeping for a special occasion. Hell yeah. I don't know what it is, though. And I mean, of course, you can get, like, AliExpress, any color Game Boy cart you want, but, like... They're not the official Nintendo. The plastic feels different. Yeah, most and of them just say "game" on it instead of Nintendo Game Boy. Yeah, Game. yeah. Uh, th- there are a couple that I'm like a little tempted by, even though they say just just "game" on them. Uh, if I'm gonna have to like redo the battery on a Pokemon Gold, uh, I would, especially if it's a Pokemon Gold that has like a janky sticker and everything. Um, I'd rather just get the one, the uh, just gold chrome. Oh, hell yeah. I saw a cool one when I was doing some digging that's, like, clear with, like, gold sparkles and flake in it. That looked dope as hell. That does sound pretty sick. So, I mean, like, if it's... Yeah, like, uh... I just just pulled it up for Mm -hmm. a little bit, but, like... It's, like, the vacuform or vacuplastic or vacuchrome or whatever. Yeah, and it looks like they might have also gotten away with putting a little, uh... The little official wording on there too. Ooh, so uh, fancy schmancy, sneaky sneaky, sneaky yeah. sneaky. Uh, Actually, yeah, the other ones that just say game or they don't you, have any. You might not know about the existence of this, nor um, may uh, nor may our audience might not as well. <laughs> uh, I got really excited there for a second. So. Um, I like it. Yeah, we're just we're talking about video games right now. This is just what's happening. This is a video game podcast. Uh, uh, as we been. all knew it would have been. We are. It's yeah. Good Morning Toy World. We're gay for robots and we're gay for Game Boy. That's just. <laughs> I would consider the Game Boy still like a toy. Perfect. Um, it's very. Yeah. So I, I would consider it more of a toy than like a console. Fair. You are familiar. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're familiar with funny playing, right? Funny playing? Okay, so funny playing is a company that produces, like, IPS screens for Game Boy Colors and, like, you know, third, okay. third-party shit. Funny playing is the company. Okay. And they were, they were and are, um, a pretty great company for, like, shells, uh, screens, button replacements, all the mm-hmm. stuff for tricking out a Game Boy Color. Their yep. latest thing that they've made, which I find very interesting, 
um, is a kit for building a Game Boy. And, okay. Uh, or sorry, a Game Boy Color. And what it is is a backlit IPS display, a Ooh. main board, a okay. speaker, a battery, and a USB-C connector, and a custom shell that fits all of those things. And by all accounts, it is a brand new Game Boy Color with no official yeah. parts. It's all made by Funny Playing. That's kind of amazing. And it's like seven, 70 bucks USD. That's not bad. That's what you pay for a junker like Game Boy Color these yeah. days. That's what I was going to... Yeah, holy shit. Because um, for the longest time, too, uh, GBCs had were one of the hardest ones to get backlit. Yeah, you, had to, like yeah, you just, just had to replace the screen entirely. Yeah, and they they would put uh, GBA screens in there mm-hmm. to to make it work essentially. So uh, so that's really cool that they found a way to this. Oh my god! This, that... this product uh, also requires zero soldering. Every component is plug and play, so you essentially Yo. get all the parts separate, put them all in the Game Boy shell, plug everything in, yeah. and screw it shut, and it's done. Oh my god! That's really fucking cool. I want one real bad. I want one real bad now, too, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's it's pretty god fantastic. Damn. Oh my god, that is that is wonderful. Holy crap. Yeah, that's really tempting. Oh no. Oh no, no. Oh no, am I, am I about <laughs> to accidentally spend a hundred bucks Canadian? Whoops. Oh, it's fucking easy to nowadays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you want to do some, some questiones? Yeah, let's let's answer some questions. Yeah. Questions from the Discord. Alrighty, we are inside the question segment. Frame Problem asks, How has 3D printing altered your toy or hobby life? Why can't we just download our toys now? Oh, um can I can I answer that of question? Of course, of course, yeah, yeah. With another question? Yeah. No, I don't have another question for this. Oh. Um, uh, so, it has and it hasn't at the same time. Uh, I, I have... How non-committal of you. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> no, so like, I've tried actually printing toys mm-hmm. uh, with the 3D printer. And so far, the resin ones are... I don't know what's going on. If it's my ratios, if it's my printer... If it's the the actual goo that I'm using, but the ball joints will constantly grind and sand itself down. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, that's that's a thing. You can't peg resin into resin. Okay, excellent. Because uh, yeah. I'm seeing some people trying to do that, and I'm like, how the fuck did you get that to work? Because it's maybe, never worked. For maybe me. with like, because there is resin that's like ABS like. Like there's and I've used I've used that as well, okay. and I was still getting the same issues. Yeah, um, it's really good for like parts for customizing. If you mm-hmm. can find a decent like head STL for something or like a cool helmet to make your custom toy with, it's awesome for that. For me, I personally love it for miniatures. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm doing a bunch of uh, one to forty, one to forty-eight scale dioramas 
Um, and all the dudes that are that size, I want to replace their heads. So I just, I printed off a sheet of just, like, heads to use that were, like, miniature ones that I'd scaled to the scale that I needed them. And they fit perfectly for that. So they're amazing for, like, doing customizing. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, I want to be a toy maker, and I want to do 3D printing as my main way of doing toys... Uh, I'm not saying there isn't a way to do it. I'm saying you're going to have to do a lot of, lot of fucking research, uh, into doing it the way that you want, because it is not going to be plug and play. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be plug and play at all. Um, yeah. I think the first part of the question, um, how has it altered the toy and hobby life? Like during the pandemic, when I had my, minimal. my printer set up going, um, being able to print, minis was just simply the shit and like, yeah what was happening with turnip 28 was like fascinating and exciting and inspiring and like mm -hmm. my bloody beat shrine that i made is one of the like coolest minis i've ever made in my whole fucking life and that wouldn't have been without the aid of 3d printing and like yeah. i forget which fountain it was but like the fountain I used for it. It was like a literal scan of a real ass fountain <laughs> in like London. So like there's some cool shit that can and should be done in the hobby space. Yeah. And I think resin printers and minis is just an amazing, amazing um, frontier. And I like mm -hmm. moving into this like uh, this world of proxy models and like not having to purchase like you know, $100 Games Workshop kits that have, like, three dudes in them when you can, like, buy an STL for 10 bucks and, in theory, print as fucking many as you want of that thing. Yep. Like, I think that's fantastic. I don't... I don't know if it's made the leap or can, at this current state, make the leap into toy production. Um... In some regards, yes. In some regards, no. But, like, you can't fake yet. You can't fake the feeling of injection-molded toy plastic. Yep. Like, I like I made resin Star Wars um, homage figures, and they look the part, but they don't feel the part. And there's something yeah. different about the tactile-ness of that. And, like, like, you couldn't 3D print a Kenner Batman toy or a Kenner Star Wars fig or mm -hmm. a fucking Masters of the Universe figure. Like, you can, and it'll look the part, but it'll never feel the part. And feel part of what is broken in our brains with toy collecting is, like, a tactile sensation and the way things, yeah. like, feel. And it'll always feel ertzatz, it'll always feel weird, and it'll always feel wrong until you can 3D print something that has that same, like, composition, right? Yeah, totally, totally. No, I, I'm definitely of the of the the mindset of it. like it's an amazing tool oh fuck yeah and i love I mean, 3D it'd be printing. A great it's way the to, shit yeah it'd be great to prototype your own toy as well yeah a lot of people um, are doing that for sure yeah which is really really neat um but yeah if you're just kind of like i don't know it, it depends on what you want to do with it but i also can say like i don't think it's altered my hobby or toy life significantly or yeah. like in the long it's term, just become so it's just become a new hobby yeah, it's it, it's just a thing that takes up shelf space that I use maybe once or twice a year. Mm. Man, I was like, I don't so, hate it. I, I was so it. hardcore it's, during the demic. I was printing so much shit. Oh, I remember. I was printing so much shit for you before you got yours. Mm -hmm. Um, and then printing for other people, 
And then we just kind of kept, yeah, just kept build, building fucking shit. We did oh, a lot man. of turnip stuff. I just, I want to be in a place where I just have a clean, like, fowey that I can just drop yeah. on, like, a full setup. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, that'd be the shit. Yeah, having to do shit piecemeal kind of sucks, because, like, it was honestly a game changer getting the washing cure station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that drastically changed how enjoyable the experience was. Black Jelly Bean Man is toy collecting... Oh my god, I can't read. Is the toy collecting hobby in a better place now than it was five to ten years ago? Do you feel like toy collecting is more accept as a more acceptable hobby nowadays? I feel like toy collecting was in a better place ten years ago. I think as a consumer, as a collector, it probably was better five or ten years ago when like yeah. it you could just kind of get the toys you wanted and the economy wasn't so shit and our dollar was yeah. a lot better like i think we're also wading through a bunch of shit now too like all the good stuff has been picked over and no one anyone that's gotten out of the game is out of the game already so it's just kind of the same garbage circulating right now i think yeah i think from a consumer perspective it's probably better along uh back in the day but like i think as far as the hobby like being accepted and more mainstream and oh like i think yeah it's better it's better now than it ever has been as far as like the sort of community element of it goes i think like it's Mm -hmm. a bigger community it's a stronger community it's a kinder community um but maybe as like a from a consumer perspective of like getting the shit you want and buying toys it was better back in the day yeah totally yeah it's which is funny because the fact that it is more acceptable now and i think as much as we like uh as much as we shit on funko pops because it's rightfully deserved i think funko pops did help get rid of like any stigmas of toy collecting mm-hmm, for just like yeah. the quote-unquote normies um yeah and there's it, a lot yeah, of... it made it mainstreamified the concept of hoarding garbage <laughs> yeah totally and yeah. i mean pops have also gotten people into collecting i'm gonna say quote unquote again real toys too um but like yeah it's i i think yeah just you're gonna get less weird looks going to toys r us on your own or like the toy aisle and grabbing stuff in the front and being like like people aren't gonna be as weird at the counter anymore if it's for you it feels like so that's nice it's just too bad there's nothing fucking worthwhile to get. <laughs> <laughs> We're salty and bitter. Apparently. <laughs> Black Jelly Bee Man continues. Is toy collecting a form of art collecting? Is there an art to displaying? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, both, yes, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's a form of art collecting. I mean, specifically the crossovers where, you know, art and art toy become phrasings like Mm -hmm. i guess like art is subjective in that like what do what what do what do you define art as and i would say um toys can be art not all toys are art not all art are toys 
Um, holy fuck, that's a nebulous thing to say. But like, I have um, <laughs> yeah, I have this uh, this poster, this movie poster for Sword of the Barbarian, oh. and I need to get that shit framed and put up. Um, and I would say that that is art, and someone mm-hmm. might argue that that is just an advertisement for a shit canon film. And I think both are valid. Um, is there an art to displaying? Of course. Like, um, obviously, your hoard, your shame pile in the corner of your toy room, which is just boxes, is not the same as, like, a well-displayed, well-lit shelf. So, yeah. yeah. Curation is an art. It is also an academic. It is many things. So Yeah. No, very much so. I think, yeah, de- depending on how you display it as well is kind of how it shows off the collection and so like the ones that are more like art pieces i definitely have in their own special cases and everything Mm. like that um and then like certain other toys kind of like my the 3a ones that i have kept like my giant robots the actually wood giant robots like those are i'd still consider them art as well so they have their own very specific spot in the room in the collection for them. And also I feel like it depends on how you also decorate your display. Not with the toys that you put on there, but like other accoutrements as well. So Detolfs are boring as fuck. We know this. They're bog standard, boring. Every collector has them, except they can't now because they're discontinued. Um, but to make mine a little bit more exciting, uh, I daisy-chained some LED strips into the front, so they are front-illuminated, uh, and I can change the color of those, so that's exciting. On the top, I've put tiered systems for more statues to go on top, and then I've also put, uh, like, kind of fake ivy and plants around the top and draping in between, the area to kind of like separate each detolf and to make it look a little bit more kind of alive which is hilarious because they're plastic plants as well um <laughs> there, there's there's ways to do it there's ways to like art galleryify your collection as well um i i i personally like having random different neon colored lights and some greenery to kind of break up the plastic with again more, more plastic. plastic but yeah and then and then also i definitely have the, the shame pile my desk is currently a shame pile um i need to clean that shit up real bad but <laughs> that's a later yeah problem. yeah yeah i need some sort of good display case and uh and you don't want a detail and I hate, I fucking hate Detolfs. They're not well, for me. They're, they're not they're my long style. discontinued now, so don't worry. I think they just got discontinued in January, but sure. Um, no, I thought it was, I thought it was a couple years ago. I don't know about that. Oh, okay. Well, I don't uh, have any room for another one, so I can't really say shit. I need to build a case to house my collection, and I need to rethink this room a lot. Um mm. Because there's so much, so much fucking shit in here. Um, and it's not displayed nicely. Well, some of it is, some of it isn't. Like, 
I have my really thin shelves that contain many a boy and many a toy, but like sure. it's just getting real crowded up in here. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I <laughs> I forgot. I probably should have said it in the pickups, but I did pick up a pop up parade figure, and I'm looking at the like the anime figures that I picked up during the pandemic, during the like the the summer of depression, and I'm like. Where can I put this that there isn't already so many fucking anime garbage figures? Right. So that's, that's another problem I have to deal with later. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there is an art to displaying, and I feel like we've got a good solid half. <laughs> we've made a solid half we're okay at displaying toys. Uh, Vladbad, for me, for Tony... I'm Tony. Is Gao Gaigar worth a full watch through? Or is having seen the old YouTube poop about some guy named Pizza enough? <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, hell yeah. So first off, um... Love me some YouTube poops. They're pretty great. Uh, From the thumbnail, isn't that guy who was gonna run for president who went, yeah, and then like think, his yeah. old president... Okay, is that guy? That, that totally is him. I'm, gonna wa I'm not gonna watch it now. Because we're recording and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But like... And I feel like it sounds familiar. But like, honestly... I haven't finished Gao Gaigar. But like, what I have watched, I fucking enjoyed. It is mm -hmm. very... It's good. It's good. As someone that's like... Has a hard time watching Gundam. Because of the, the serious melodrama of it all. Uh, but still loves building robot kits. Um, I love super robot stuff more. I love the, like, ridiculous shonen hot-blooded garbage. Uh, yeah, I like robot superheroes. What can I say? So, yeah, I, I say watch it all the way full through. Maybe I'll do that, too. It is actually on Crunchyroll. Maybe I'll start it from the beginning again and finish it all the way up. Maybe I should revisit Hip Whip Girl. Hip Whip Girl? Yeah, Kaijo, the the boob bum battle. Oh, anime. boob butt fight! I forgot about yeah. boob butt fight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. show. That show fucking ruled. Yeah, it seemed <laughs> kind of neat. It seemed like a. I was gonna make a joke about that dude in the shop earlier, but. <laughs> uh, Vladbad continues for Pep. What's one of your favorite oh. Mighty Max sets? Um, it's. Probably a toss-up between um, the sort of sandy-colored snake set that you pop it open and it's like a mummy's tomb. Oh, classic. That one yeah. was really cool. And the sort of almost like Lego blue-gray, like bluish-gray skull that you pop open. Um, and I believe the skull had Frankenstein in it and it was Frankenstein's Ooh. lair. Nice. Oh, that's pretty sick too. Yeah. Dude, I, man, this is definitely because, like, I, I never really had any Mind Maxes as a kid, mm -hmm. but there's something about, like, that big, like, big one that was also, like, an action figure when it was all closed up. Is like, the, the Magma lava. guy? Yeah. Yeah, the Magma guy, where he's got, like, robot hands. Yeah, my bro had like, Magma guy. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, that, that would have been a fucking rad toy to have. I liked some of the minis they had, too. Like, I think one was just, like, a little rat head. That thing was awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 that's right. Some of them would have, like, um... Yeah, like, the teeth would come through the top, and then you open up, and they're, like, mountain spires, and, like, all oh, that Yeah, cool. hell yeah. Oh, shit. I would, man, be kind of cool to find some Mighty Max at some point again. Yeah, they're to, just, um, you know, real fucking expensive. That, too. That, too. I think, that I don't know, I don't know if it suffers from, I haven't looked in a while, it might suffer from Polly Pocket Syndrome, where if you don't have the minis, and you just have the shell, like, the Polly Pocket Compacts are, like, five bucks like they're worth okay, nothing yeah. but if they've got the poly then they're worth like you know 20 30 40 50 i don't right, know if it's right. like that with mighty max the shells might still be valuable even if they're maxless um okay but yeah, i guess that's really cool right so yeah i'm like that might be a good way to start collecting mighty max is just collect the shells on the cheap and not worry about the complete aspect of it and well, just display the them closed about that too that i remember is like a lot of times um like, whatever the monsters were would also be part of, like, the aesthetic when it's closed. So yeah, like, totally. The spider missing... one's legs when you pop it open, the spider's inside. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so there might be... And I remember one where it was, like, the eyeballs. Like, like if you crack it open, the eyeballs are, like, a like a Kangen Kodo-style tentacle monster or something like that. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, so I feel like, like, if it's those things without the max it might be okay but like you almost kind of need at Mostly least the monsters yeah. so yeah damn well another thing for us to look into and obsess over hell yeah brother all right i think that just about does it for us here on the podcast uh yeah it was a good episode it was a good time yeah um, yeah. yeah was there anything you wanted to say to the people tony before we get on out of here yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. If you want to hang out with us for Hobby Hangouts, as well as ask us some questions, uh, we have Discord. Links to that are easily available on weloveregie.com. Go check it out. and We would love to see you here. Um, oh, this week's Hobby Hangout might be a bit of a weird one, by the way. Gonna be doing it this Friday. Uh, there is a model kit um show happening on friday kind of smack dab in the middle of when i do hobby hangout anyway so i might be one of those obnoxious guys with my phone oh you can live stream it i might live stream i might live stream cool. this uh this thing and maybe maybe we'll see if uh you guys can sway me to pick up some uh some kits potentially oh that's just theory. good clean fun yeah yeah oh and then i'll get ramen afterwards Hell yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. And remember, folks, a Boba Fett for a Greedo is a notoriously bad trade. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Yes, good. D yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Sleepy boy. Okay. <laughs>